When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to DST. I'm your host, Aileen. And on today's DST Thursday episode, I am joined by friend, co-founder, and co-host of the UUP podcast and oversharing podcast, Jordana. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. I love DST. I constantly bring it up in UUP <laughs> and in other scenarios, especially um, when know, Jared's I appreciate on. appreciate that. Because uh, he'll still be heated about something he got heated about <laughs> the show. So there's a lot of crossover in the Betches podcast world. Jared is hilarious. We had so many like uh, Dear DSTs come in about dating and just like relationships mm-hmm. with your body and how that, you know, how that goes while you're dating or while you're in a relationship with other people. So like, I think that it's a great crossover between your two shows. And last sure. time we were here, we had Dr. Naomi, aka your sister. The show is so good. How's it been going for you? Thank you. Yeah, it's great. It's funny because it's both a fun catch up, weekly catch up with my sister and we yeah. just like speak more now, which is fun because it's just like a built in opportunity to connect yeah. as well as um, go through all kinds of interpersonal questions. And it's great to be able to get into stuff besides dating or, you know, longer term relationship stuff since, you know, uh, it's funny. I can't refer to her as Dr. Naomi. Naomi has been, um, she's like been married for like 13 years and yeah. has, you know, all these kids. So it's, you get a very different perspective. It's been really cool. So check it out. Do you talk more with her now than you did before? Because before the you, show? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've had one of those relationships where sometimes we, we don't talk for like weeks or even sometimes, you know, a month if we're both busy. Yeah. Because, she doesn't live here um, and there's not that many just like normal built-in opportunities, but it's we're always can like pick up where we left off. But this is great because again, it's like built-in weekly mm-hmm. catch-up session. Now we'll text about, you know, ideas for the show and that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah. So it's it's cool. like a new level to your relationship. That's why I love our at Betches show. Because <laughs> we get to like sort of 
fuck around. And it's a clown around. Yeah. I love it. It's so fun. It's like a reprieve from the week of, of business, you know, <laughs> especially now that we remote record like um, remotely and we're not in the same room all day and then we go mm-hmm. and record. I, it feels like, you know, when you have dinner with your husband after you both have had a really busy week, yeah. so you go for a date night and you're like, oh my God, we have so much to talk about. And we're like so excited as opposed to we're like That's together true. here. Apex is our date night. <laughs> it is our it is could feel like your mountain and Sammy's <laughs> weekly date day. <laughs> it's so fun. So everyone go listen to Aunt Betches because that's on Thursdays and that's just me, Sammy Jordana, fucking around. Yeah. But talking about pop culture and like fun stuff. Relevant things. Exactly. All right, let's do some DST wins. And this week's DST wins are brought to you by Heineken Zero Zero. In this segment, we are about celebrating the highlights of our week, and that's where Heineken Zero Zero comes in. The Heineken Zero Zero recipe is brewed just like the original Heineken lager beer, only without the alcohol. Do you ever go to happy hour to socialize with friends to get out of your house, but you're just not in the mood to drink? That happens to me all the time. Well, now you can join in on the fun and avoid the hangover by grabbing a Heineken Zero Zero. All right, Janana. I heard you came prepared with a win, unlike me. So I want to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my win is sort of like a, I'm not on the show every, every week, obviously, but it's sort of like a meta larger scale win that mm-hmm. correlates to a smaller thing. So as you know, Stuart Bridesmaid, I got married in November and, you know, I was not immune to the bridal, you know, fitness get everything perfect, look as good as you possibly can on your wedding day kind of vibe. And I did a lot of like revamping of like my exercise and my diet and all that stuff. And so since then, since the wedding is over, it's been sort of an interesting transition for me to go back to like my day-to-day life because my pre-wedding diet exercise, all that routine is was quite rigid, especially in the last, you know, leading up to it the last month or so you're like hyper focus. Yeah. Right. And it can get you into a mindset of sort of like extreme control over those things. And I realized when I was doing it, I was like, this is obvious. I I knew in my head, this is obviously not a sustainable thing, but there is this event. It's my one once in a lifetime event. And I, you know, to me, I see it and I know when it's done, it won't be that. Right. But then afterwards you're kind of like, well, you look back on, on it's funny because I talk about this with dating where it's like you look back on the relationship and like what did you like and what didn't you like mm-hmm. and so it's been a process for me to kind of look back on that period of my life where I was like very healthy very mm-hmm. focused on diet and exercise and I'm kind of like well what did I like about that experience and what didn't I like about that experience and okay. what I liked was I did feel more energized I felt like my skin was really good I felt like I wasn't bloated I felt like yeah, you know, and I like the way I look. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. You're allowed. Sure. Sure. Totally. And then I think about what I didn't like. And what I didn't like was, you know, feeling guilty about going out and drinking with a friend mm-hmm. or going out and eating, you know, against whatever I was doing. And so what I'm trying to do is bring a balance of those two things in. But one thing that happened a few months before my wedding was that I got a uh, an Apple Watch and I was like, and I'm very, as you, as you know, very yeah. into steps and I'm very into... Yeah, you were wearing love, that Apple Watch everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I love tracking stuff. I love steps. It kind of ga- it gamifies the whole thing totally. for me. And I love games, as, you, as do you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it made it into like a fun little game. But then you kind of become, you know, I'm working for the watch. The watch isn't working yeah. for me. And I still like it. I still like being able to go for a walk and see what my progress is. And I do think I like, again, a lot of aspects of the healthy fit lifestyle. 
But I went to Austin the other day and I was kind of like, all right, I'm going on a trip. It's for work, but it's also I'm seeing our friend Aram. We're going to like have fun. We're going to like drink by the pool. We're going to go out. I got off the plane and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this off oh. and I'll put it and I'm going to take off the watch and I'm going to put it back on when I get back and I'll be back to my like regular healthy routine. And I like the healthy routine, too. It's not yeah. like, oh, I ha- hate it. But I'm just kind of like, I don't need to be tracking things for these three days. Yeah. Because one, I know I'm not going to be hitting those numbers. And two, this is a break. This is like a fun time. I'm going to focus on spending time with my friend and having a nice time and not... You don't want your mental energy to be like focused in that direction. Exactly. Like looking at your watch all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going out. I don't know if this goes with my outfit. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't care before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the other thing was more important before. Now yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm in a post wedding world. I'm looking for balance. I'm looking for, you know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to be enslaved to this watch. I'm going to use it to benefit mm-hmm. me, not feeling like it's the other way around. So I took it off and then I put it back on. And my week since then has been, I've been good and, healthier and in a good mode but for that time period it was it actually felt really good so i've decided anytime i go on a trip or a vacation or even the night out i'm just gonna take it off i think feel that's better. great that's like some balance yeah. it's like uh taking your bra off just feeling a little free <laughs> exactly yeah i think that also goes with like the whole like 80 20 thing that people say like you're just 80 percent of the time you're like focused on eating nutritiously getting all of your steps in the 20 percent you just kind of like you yeah, don't live your life <laughs> yeah you no i life. think that's a great point because yeah. you th- i think about this i remember my brother said this about uh we were talking about someone like years ago and he was like we were talking about someone who's like kind of an asshole and we were like you don't have to act like an asshole 100% of the time to be an asshole. You need to act mm-hmm. like an asshole like 70% of the time to mm-hmm. be generally like an asshole. And same yeah. goes for positive quality to be like, you know, yeah. a thoughtful person. You could be thoughtful 70% of the time. and I, So the same should go for like anything, right? Yeah. You can be healthy 70, 80% of the time and be a healthy person. No one is anything 100% of the time. Right. That's the difference between consistent and perfect. You're consistent. Yes but you're not perfect because that's not a way to live. I want to ask you, so between your like pre-wedding lifestyle and your Mm -hmm. like pre-wedding rigid lifestyle, your post-wedding balanced lifestyle, what are some of the changes you made in like what you were eating or Mm -hmm. doing that you found like to be a little bit more sustainable? Sure. So I took off from exercising like one or two days a week. But I still walk because I like to walk and I like to move. Mm-hmm. But I don't like I don't do like a formal workout, I would okay. say. So I take off from that, which before I wasn't really doing, which is actually probably better for my body anyway, to be actually taking a break from there. I stopped eating salmon. It's funny because <laughs> you used to have like a salmon phase where you yeah. were like obsessed with salmon. And yeah. because I ate salmon maybe like four or five times a week when I was like the month before my wedding, uh-huh. I can't even look at it now. You were on like, the salmon diet. <laughs> exactly. I can I cannot eat like cooked fish right now. I can only yeah. eat like I can have sashimi or something mm-hmm. like that. But now I'm like grossed out by salmon. So there was a time when I liked salmon. So I'm hoping to get back into it one day. But it comes as, back. It right. just takes time. <laughs> it's like a real thing like the salmon aversion after you've eaten way too much because like you're on this like health kick but it comes back and you like learn different ways to prepare it so it's not just like that plain lemon juice olive oil vibe right yeah 
Okay. Trying to like mix up my meals to have like a little bit more exciting meals sometimes. Are you still on a big smoothie kick? I do like the smoothies, especially in the summer, just because they're like cold. They're like, they taste good. And and again, I feel like, I don't like to feel like bloated. One thing I liked about them was they didn't make me feel like bloated or anything. So I have like the day where I feel energized and Mm -hmm. can move around. And then I have like a larger dinner. Yeah. I hear you. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And the uh, Austin show looked great. I'm so excited for the New York show. Are there still tickets available? There are tickets available for New York. Chicago, I believe, is sold out. But if you're in New York, come by. See Aileen, see Sammy, see me, see Jared, see a lot of the <laughs> see, DSC. See Aileen and Sammy at the UF show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see um, Rusty's all. coming. Rusty's oh, coming. great. It's going to yeah. be so fun. Pumped. I'm really excited. And our couple and our friends are coming. I think a bunch of them too. Oh, good. Yeah, great. That'll be fun. Okay, my win is a short one. I like sat and I tried to meditate for the like first time for real, and I found you know in that moment after when I was done, I was like, wow, I feel like definitely slowed down. It was good. I was like, well, whatever. Like, what is this going to do? But then I went out to dinner that night. And I was like so much more present. Like I was out of my head. I like really enjoyed it, that dinner. And it was really just like meditating for like one minute, maybe like two minutes, Matt. Yeah. I keep hearing that that would be good for me and I never listen. <laughs> it's really hard because it's, it's very so hard. it's very boring sounding. I know you don't like yoga either, which is kind of mm-hmm. like that <sighs> too. And part, when I get frustrated with yoga is when I'm constantly looking at the clock, like how is it only mm-hmm. past? Yeah. But sometimes you get into a good mode i like i think a good entryway into meditating is almost doing it on a plane or somewhere where you have nothing else to do yeah i hear you but i'm that's great i think it's i think any little bit helps but obviously like the more you do it the easier i think it becomes Mm -hmm. for you You right and the more it has like a really profound effect on the rest of your day and i don't think it has to be so formal like i do it in a sometimes in a formal way but if i do it in an informal way, it's more just like, okay, I'm sitting on the couch, like thinking about how my clothes feel on my body or something mm-hmm. like that. Just anything that brings you into like the actual exact moment that you're in. Yeah. But I agree. It's boring. Yeah. It's so boring. But I just like, I, I kind of just want to keep moving. Like I have that like, you know, restlessness and that's why mm-hmm. it's technically good for me, but that's why it's so hard. So I find that when I find, you know, like other benefits of it, like, you know, exercise. Like I find the benefits of exercise now, like how I feel outside of working out rather than the during. So that's what keeps me doing it. So the same thing I noticed when I meditated, I was like, I had a really great evening, like out with some people. And I was just like present and I had a good time. wasn't in my head. And like, I was like, oh, that the only thing that's changed was really that. So I might do it again, but that was my win. That's amazing. Love that. Naomi, it's like the number one pioneer oh, of that. She's Ugh, obsessed yeah, with meditating. Yeah, that but my therapist is like, that would be good for you. It's <laughs> like, yeah, everyone <laughs> tells me that. I got it. Get on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a listener DST win. It's a long one, so I'm going to read a little bit quickly. Bear with me, but Great. hi, Aileen and Jordana. Longtime DST listener here with a win I'd like to share. It's even a bit of a you up crossover since it involves dating. For some background on me, like this is a long background. 
For some background on me, like many others, I've dealt with body issues my entire life. Last year, I ended a long-term relationship, and since 2020, I've lost 40 pounds about. I didn't really set out to lose weight, but I got more into working out and cooking during the pandemic to stay sane. So I've entered the dating scene for the first time in many years, which comes with a whole new array of body issues. So far in 2022, with the pandemic, quote, ending and doing more travel, happy hours, etc., I've gained a little bit of the weight back, which adds to the stress, even though I don't really mind because I'm glad to be out and having fun with friends more often again. I'm still in a smaller body than before, which is neither good nor bad, but something I can't help but think about. And I still have a lot of insecurities, especially when meeting guys I am interested in for the first time and worrying if they find me attractive or not. I've done a lot of work to love myself and consider myself hot, but I'm not perfect. And the thought crosses my mind. I feel like I've made a lot of progress lately on reframing this mindset. I'd like to claim I did all the work myself, but I saw two pieces of media that helped me and they're both a bit silly. One, this is the first one. I was watching old episodes of Are You the One? Oh my God, we used to watch that all the time. I know. And, and there was a scene where one of the women was talking about one of the men's abs since everyone on the show always seems to have the perfect body. She jokingly pulled up her shirt and said something along the lines of, well, I have a couple abs, but the lower part is so squishy, which is how my tummy looks. The guy got on his knees and started kissing her lower belly and said, I love it. Two, on a long plane ride, I put on Eat, Pray, Love just to have something (laughs) cheesy to watch. The scene where Julia Roberts tells her friend to eat the damn pizza, asking her if she's ever undressed for a man, and then he's left, and her friend says no, and then eats the pizza, reminded me so much of my past few experiences with guys I was hooking up with. The past few men I've been with all have been athletic types, which really good bodies, and every time I was nervous, they didn't give two shits about the squish and were very into me and my body. I know I shouldn't need the approval of men and should be able to love my body all on my own, but it's hard to combat the nasty thoughts when you're single and in the flirting stage with different men, especially when they have, quote, a nice body and I'm working on loving my squish. I think I'm finally in a place where I can know that dating in the body I'm in right now or the body I'll be in a few months or we're in a few months ago, that it doesn't matter. I'm funny, engaging, and beautiful. And even if a guy didn't think that it's his loss, thanks always for your great insight, single, sexy, and squishy. <laughs> this is a great win. It's like I a nice reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's a good reminder of like what's sexy is like what's confident, I think, mm-hmm. really more than anything else. Like there's obviously like physical stuff, but everyone like everyone thinks something else is hot. And the hottest thing to think you uni- the only hot thing like extremely universally is feeling like good about yourself and who you are. Yeah, I agree. And also there's always like someone for someone. I know like you guys say that all the time for the, from yes, the UAP show. someone's foot, as Jared Your likes to say. foot. <laughs> so like you don't need to be sexy to everybody. You just kind of need to feel sexy for yourself. Although I find it very hard to fake confidence. I agree. Like it's not <laughs> easy to sort of just say, oh, hey, I'm going to be confident right now. And yeah, I don't know. I'm like – with like a long-term partner, do you get sometimes like insecure about like, not insecure, but nervous about sharing how you're feeling about yourself to Mike because mm-hmm. for fear of like, that's not sex. Like that's the opposite of confidence, you know? Right. Yeah. It's kind of like what we were just saying. It's like confidence is not binary. I don't think it's not like you are confident or you're not confident. Like some days yeah. you feel confident and some days you don't. So mm-hmm. I think your relationship goes beyond sex. So maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't mention that like right before you're about to like get into bed or have sex or something like that. Right. But I think if you if in a in a moment where you're feeling like low, I think that because that's just one of many parts of your 
relationship, yeah. you can say that and still be seen as a confident person because again, mm -hmm. confidence is not, uh, you don't have to be confident a hundred percent of the time to be confident. And yeah. if you're not, you should be able to rely on that in the same way you tell someone something else. Like I'm not feeling very, um, I don't know. I'm not feeling very giving today. Could you do the laundry? <laughs> like or something, do you know what I mean? Like, right. even if it's something that you're used to doing, if you're having a moment where you're not going to be, you're not acting like the best version of yourself, it's almost more refreshing to say that than to just start a fight over something else. Cause you're irritated. I had a story. I think I told this on a different show about, I was on my honeymoon and we didn't really, we didn't fight on the honeymoon, but we did get into, we almost got into a tip. He doesn't even remember this because it was all <laughs> happening in my head Yeah, <laughs> where we were like at a pool and I had changed into a bikini and I didn't feel like he like said anything. And I was, I, we were eating. I just, we just got off the plane and I didn't know what time it was. And I was feeling very like not hot and it's your mm -hmm. honeymoon and you want to feel like a sexy version yeah. of yourself. And I didn't feel like he, he wasn't saying anything negative. He wasn't saying anything at all. And I was getting in my head all like worked up and I started getting irritable. And he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, I could ruin the rest of the day. Just being like silently irritated over something that's not even mm -hmm. really happening. Yeah. Or I could say, I'm sorry. I'm feeling like a little insecure. I feel like a little gross. I just don't mm -hmm. feel like a, like a, like a cute version of myself and I just changed into this bikini and you didn't say anything. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just, it's kind of making me feel insecure. Yeah. And he's like, I think you look amazing. Like, well, like whatever yeah. the thing was, but it, it, it drew him more towards me than mm. away from me. Cause what I wanted to say initially was like, you never compliment me and you don't, you know, what I mean? like yeah. making it about him yeah. when really, yeah. It, it was, was about, about you. I made the moment that I was feeling insecure. I wanted to make the moment about that I was feeling insecure about him. When instead, if you just tell someone what you're feeling, they can help you a yeah. lot better than if it's that's funny know. that I, I had a similar experience. It wasn't as intense, but like the moment I felt this weekend, like I was going on a date night with Rusty. No, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, whatever. With Rusty, obviously. And <laughs> I like walked out and I really liked my outfit. And I walked out, I thought I looked great. And, you know, I changed a few times, but then I went back right. with the original outfit. I changed a few times. I walked out and I thought like, you know, I just got my hair carried and it looks so good. Finally <laughs> washed it after the first Feeling yourself. time. Okay. And I was tan, all those things. And he doesn't say anything. And in that moment, I was like, I was doing what you were doing. I was like, right. what the fuck? Does he not think I look good? Like I was, I felt right. the spiral coming. In your head. It's in my head, I felt it on its way. It was it, like, I could go down the slide, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this as a practice. Like he's, I'm sure he thinks I look good. He just doesn't say it. That's fine. Right. Like I'm going to use this as a practice as feeling confident, like just not needing his approval yeah. for me in this moment and just feel secure in like my decisions of putting that in this outfit, doing whatever. And I do look hot the end. And then like, you know, getting off this, I just got off the stairs of the slide and I just went on with the night. So not that this That's has great. really anything to do with kind of what she brought up, but it's just sort of about like, you know, loving yourself for, you know, everybody, we all fluctuate body sizes all the time. No, totally. And it's just so funny that they're in your head, in your head, there was a whole fight brewing that he didn't even know existed. You know, <laughs> like, I it could have been something else later. <laughs> it could have been so bad for him. He just didn't even, it's funny because like, <laughs> I was told Mike, I'm like, yeah, I talked about the honeymoon thing we got into and he's like, what honeymoon? <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, it was just all like the the fight that I got into you with my head. That's mm-hmm. what I was. Yeah, you and I overthink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, all right, that's it for today's DST wins. Brought to you by Heineken Zero Zero. I love having a zero zero, especially when I'm home. You know, we like to um, entertain a lot. We have people over, and it's a little bit too much for me to be drinking, you know, alcohol all the time. So it's great to have that, have a zero zero when, you know, I'm not really in the mood to drink something, but I really want to be social and have, you know, the sensation of drinking a beer. So it's really fun and it's really refreshing during the summer. So pick up a pack of Heineken zero zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. 
and you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there, and they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. All right, time for our dear DST, Jordana. Are you ready? This is I'm also ready. a dating one. Dear Alien, thanks for all you do. I love the pod and I need your advice. Over COVID, I had a bit of a glow up and lost a bunch of weight. Oh, this is like a similar situation as the whip. Throughout that time, I also broke up with my long-term boyfriend. It was a tough breakup, so I spent some time getting over it and also figuring out my new self. I'm now ready to date again, but so anxious about my dates seeing old pictures of me. What happens if I start dating someone, but then they add me on social media and see my older, heavier self? Do you have any suggestions on how to deal with this? Do I tell them right off the bat or let them figure it out themselves? This alone has kept me off the apps, but I really want to meet someone. Appreciate any advice you have. Love the COVID globe fetch. It's a unique situation, but not that unique, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's like, this is about weight, but it could be about anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't want anyone to see my previous financial situation. I don't want them to discover anything about this thing about my past, which I'm not. A lot of people mm-hmm. write into you up about like, you know, I have mental health struggles that I yeah. had in the past that I, you know, they find out with or fam, anything. And I think that like, I un- totally understand that fear because when we're dating, especially I feel like in the beginning, it see it appears like the goal is to come off perfect or the goal is to be like the best version of yourself. Not to show your full self right off the right. bat. Right. Yes. <laughs> Until you've trapped them yeah. and then they can't get out. <laughs> uh, and I used to date like that too. I used to try to be, I think, 
whatever version that guy, whatever that guy that I was seeing wanted me to be. Like I wanted, I wanted to show up as whatever was going to work for him. But I think that having that mindset, sure, will get you to the next date. But if you're looking for a long-term partner, eventually they're going to find out who you really are. And that's also a good thing. Like part of what you want, part of being vulnerable and part of actually knowing who someone is, is knowing about their past, how they feel about it, what they're Mm -hmm. doing differently. And that's part of who you are. So to to hide it is just to deny your experience and to prolong almost like a, it's to waste time in a fake scenario because eventually people find out who you are. Yeah, I agree. I think I get it though. She like doesn't want to be judged for whatever reason, whether Mm -hmm. it's like she's a girl who lost a lot of weight. And what does that say about her personality? Right. Like that she doesn't want to like lead with that foot forward. Like I think I get that. Like on your first date or second date even, you don't want to like unload all of the things about you, all your struggles in life. If you kind of just want to be like, you know, cool. (laughs) Right. You want to just be having fun, but you also don't want to be like hiding. I wouldn't. Exactly. I don't think you have to proactively bring it up on the first or second date. But I think it's a thing. Right. But I also think that if it comes up in a natural or organic way, like I wouldn't go about actively trying to hide it. You don't have to mention it immediately. But eventually, again, those things come out. And I think it's what is much more telling than their circumstances is how you think about them. So maybe mm-hmm. for her, it's more about working either by herself or maybe with a therapist or someone else to think about how, because you went through a lot of changes, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how do you think about the fact that you lost all this weight. What is your actual feeling about that? Because I think mm. maybe her fear of talking about it with a date is because she doesn't really know what she thinks about it. She doesn't really know like how she fits that into the grand scheme of her life. And that can be hard to figure out like right afterwards if you don't have any space from it or if you don't really think about why. And then she says it kind of just happened, but mm-hmm. Or did she say that it was? A she just said I had a bit of a glow up and lost a bunch of weight, and oh. she broke up with a long term boyfriend. It was a right. tough bro- breakup. Yeah, I think for her, she needs to just process like was like all of it. Like, what does this mean in the grander scheme of your life? Because once you have that nailed down, you'll be it'll be very easy to talk about that with someone else. And I think about that a lot of the time. Yeah, with, like I have like a lot of issues with my mother. Right, that's something in my past. And I, when I was dating, yeah, I wouldn't go on a first date and be like talking about all my issues with my mom. But <laughs> yeah, but in order for me to talk about it at all or not feel like terrified of it coming up, I had to figure out what it actually meant in my life and how I did think of it and how mm-hmm. what I did want going forward. Because I think that's a lot more important in terms of being like ready to date means you're like ready to talk about who you are and what your personal experience is. Yeah, I totally agree. I think with this kind of thing, though, especially is you don't want to erase that part of your life. Like you don't want to hide it entirely. Definitely don't go Mm -hmm. off swinging like, oh, I just lost a bunch of weight. And then because that becomes a thing. But because like I think also with weight loss is like and this happened to me, like I lost a bunch of weight and then I met Rusty. Yes. Without obviously processing it, any of it. <laughs> I spent time, I had to process it later, like worried that like, oh my God, is he going to like me if I did gain weight? Like that's not how he met me. Is that like, did I bait hit? Like, what, will I, think, know, right. what will he think? What will he think if he finds fair? Is that the person I like met him? You know, but all of that said, like 
you don't want to like push it away as if it's like something that you're ashamed of because like the more that you do process it, like you said, Joanna, like the more you come to terms with it and it is something that's just part of you. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to gain that weight back at some point, it's not like the end of the world and you end up with someone who loves you, likes you despite that fluctuation. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely agree with that. There's so many things also I have like the thought things I've heard like when I was much younger, like swirling in my head of like the shit I've heard guys say like them about like, and I just still remember hearing it like, but then now I'm like much more secure and smarter to know Mm -hmm. that it's bullshit, their projection, mean things that like people don't mean. And I would, like you said, Jordana, when you're processing it, understand what it is that you feel. Like, do you hear other people's opinions in your head about that? Like, is that what you're afraid? Right. What what your persona is now? Like, are you a girl who just, you know, I don't want to even say it out loud, but like a girl who lost a bunch of weight. And there's just like all this baggage carried on with that. But when reality is just like you were you. And there's right. no there's no point in hiding it because that's totally not authentic. And in fact, you could highlight the positive things that exactly from that because going through anything. And I don't want to say like being heavier is going through something, but if it, it sounds like if if she lost the weight that she felt that way, makes you a better person in a lot of ways. Like there's not I, I always say like there's nothing more boring than someone who just has like a like all their shit together from an extremely young age. Like I'm sure this has made you a lot more compassionate. For, you know, people who are bodies of all shapes and sizes, a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, understanding of self-aware of yourself and what makes you, what gives you value. And I would bring those things to the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Because those are things that you got because, not despite having used to be overweight, but because you used to be overweight, you, you've developed these traits and that's made you who you are. And that's what you should show to that person. Like you said, instead of hiding that person mm-hmm. as like some dark former version of yourself that you that you're ashamed of. It's more like, how did this experience shape you and help you become better? Right. Yeah. But I get it. It's so not fair with the social media thing. I think just go private also, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to like lead with that, don't delete it, but just go private. Don't let anybody see whatever. Right. If you want to archive those pictures, cause you don't like, lo- if you don't like looking at them, then that's on, that's, that's your decision. I've, I think I've archived a bunch of pictures that I used to think were amazing. And now I'm like, oh, I just look really drunk and stupid. And the caption was like really dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like you can look back on a former version of yourself and be like, I'm not denying that this person existed, but maybe I don't want to like be like putting this front and center. It doesn't make you a bad person or like you're trying to like pretend you never existed. Those are different things. Looking drunk and like just being... (laughs) overweight those are different things that's true that's true that's fair (laughs) oh my god getting getting old like facebook album like time hop situations and remembering you know those pictures where you're like oh damn i looked good you thought you looked good and you get them now and they're just like grainy and like over filtered and my tits are out like i just don't believe (laughs) i'm saying i have I was like, did I need to wear this many crop tops seems like unnecessary did i need to wear this many see-through shirts (laughs) Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, no, you're right. It's not the same thing. That's fair. It's not no, the same, but it's, but it's, it's still, you don't, you get to dictate what you want people to see on social media. So if you, 
you want to, for whatever reason, but I would talk to somebody first because it also seems like her second line was not about Wade, it was about boyfriend. So I would Mm -hmm. talk to somebody about ex-boyfriend too. All right, Jards, this was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know we talked about it in the beginning, but please let everybody know, you know, shows. Do you want me to do it for you? I'm happy to do it. I could it, do so it. It's fine. To... Okay, you go. <laughs> you can listen to me and Aileen on Ad Patches. You can listen to me and my therapist sister on Oversharing, All Things Dating, You Up Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. You listen to all three of these. And I'm at Jordana Abraham on Instagram. And Aileen, I always love these recordings. It's like a me too. catch up, but it with is more great. public. <laughs> <laughs> it's more public catch up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see you. Oh, am I going to see you soon? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. We'll figure it out. We don't have to do that publicly. <laughs> and you can follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And be sure to send your dear DSTs and your DST wins to DST at Betches.com. You can follow me at Aileen and like Jordana said, at Jordana Abraham. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.